you like channeling like Joe Rogan right now? Well, they call me Joe Rogaine. <laughs> Joe Rogaine. Bo Rogaine. Bo <laughs> Those yeah. days are over. How you been, Barbara? I'm good. Thank you. Now nice we can to talk. We can finally talk and not have to worry about losing content. You know, it's almost like I have to completely ignore you when you come into. Yeah, the... I could tell that. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but things are good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I um on summer right now, and um, really look. I have a trip planned to Iceland. It's about my bucket list. And so, so I'm going wow. on a cruise. So what? There, I saw a commercial about Iceland, and so. Um, it's a beautiful, uh, but there's one popular place that everybody goes to. It's the Blue Lagoon, maybe. No, what's the city called that you're headed to? Reykjavik. Reykjavik, and it's spelled with a J and a K. Yeah, and a something y. like that. Okay, yeah, there was a commercial on that, and <laughs> and it was Reykjavik. So yeah, somebody watching this is going to remember that commercial. So you're headed there. Tell me about it. Like, what are you going to go do? Well, I fly into England and we catch the cruise in Southampton and then we go to Norway and Scotland and then over to Iceland. Oh, Just so this is a cruise. Mm -hmm. First cruise I've ever been on. And so how do you feel about COVID in cruises right now? I'm double vaxxed, I'm boosted, double boosted, double and boost. I had COVID. Oh, well, geez. So I have five levels of You have protection. the iron curtain So of I'm COVID. not worried. <laughs> worried about COVID. Holy moly. And the people I know getting COVID right now, it's like a sore throat. Like, like a cold. You also Not the, even a is flu. Is the flu like and cold coming back now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but it's been called COVID for so long. Yeah, 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 okay. I got COVID. Yeah. And it, it completely wiped me out for a solid 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, 48. 48 hours. Okay. And then I was, I mean, a little bit of a linger for a little bit, but I was back in the office. Well, I was back in the office within <laughs> two days okay. and you know, but I tested positive and everything like that. And I couldn't imagine if I wasn't in decent health. I'm not saying that I'm right. in incredible health, but you know, I've had, I've lost a few friends and oh, man, they just weren't in the best of health. And I could, cause I felt, I was like, dang Meg, this is, you know, I feel really bad. And, um, it really takes the wind out of yourselves. How, how do you feel with it? I was pretty sick for about four days. And then I just got better. Yeah. So it was like a bad flu. Was it flu. tough though? Yeah, bad flu. Yeah, bad headache. You know, it's just... Body aches? Mm -hmm. Yep, all that. All but then things. the thing is, once I had it, it was almost, it's strange to say, but almost liberating. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, got the antibodies. that was it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... So I, I, I'm a little worried, honestly, when I get on the cruise, you have to ha be negative. So I have to take a test yep. before. Yep. So I'm worried not to get COVID, but the pa test positive. That's the Sure, thing. sure. And you never so, know what those tests, I'm yep. going to tell you right now, Megan and I were headed to Africa. Did you remember that story? That was crazy. So we were headed to Africa and uh, feeling fine. Everything's good. I test negative. Megan all of a sudden tests positive and she's like, whoa, no way. 
And so this is the testing place at the airport. And we're like, hey, can you take another test? They're like, no, because if it comes back negative, we have to err on the side of caution and go with the positive one. I'm like, this is crazy, right? Yeah. So we leave there, go to the doctor, like our yeah. personal doctor, go to like three different drug stores to, to their, their tests, you know, Walgreens and CVS and whatnot. And then we got the personal ones. So I believe it was like nine additional tests. All negative. All negative. Absolutely negative. So that's what would worry me is, you know, right. these false positives. And that can just ruin your whole trip. That could happen to me. I'm really nervous. I'm yeah. trying to be really careful. So I'm not trying to speak that into yeah. existence at all. But what we did, you know, we ended up going. It ruined our, our Egypt leg of the um, yeah, honeymoon, which was a bummer. I wanted to check out so many things there. But uh, we ended up saying, hey, we're going to Africa, went to Africa, tested negative, tested negative there. I mean, so many more tests after those nine. So, you know, just to, depending on how rebellious you're feeling, you might just be able to, you know, if you did test, take 20 tests and say, hey, you know, I covered my bases uh -huh, there. Uh -huh. Wow, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully it won't happen, but. No, maybe the, they refine the tests a Hopefully. little bit in a year. Yeah. We'll see. I'm hoping to go. I'm very excited. So wow. Okay. So, hey, uh, those of you who are listening or watching, uh, Barbara, your region here, is a professor, uh, teacher, scholar, and wonderful person, and um, an investor with Bellwood. Yes. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your career, Barbara, what you've been doing. Well, I uh, have taught community college for about 32 years now. started in 1990, and I'm a math teacher. Awesome. Now, is is there a specific subject with math that you love more than the others, or just all of it? Well, uh, historically, I've taught all levels from calculus to pre-algebra, but now I'm only teaching statistics. I like statistics. It's challenging. It's interesting. There's a lot of applied problems, and it's pretty accessible for students. Like they can get it. Students yep. that are historically I can never do math, can succeed in statistics. So, so they can good. apply some mm -hmm. sort of, yep. you know, something that they're doing every day to, to statistics, yeah, which great. was good for me because I was able to, you know, analyze certain things and, and, you know, judge whether or not I'm making a good decision based on sure. the statistics. Mm -hmm. So, well, which is a great segue to real estate investing, right? Because you're basically... You know, you're studying the market, you're studying these statistics and, and patterns and right. whatnot. How have you been able to apply your career with real estate investing? Well, I'm, you know, pretty analytical. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, do a deep dive into, I don't know, the, the, the markets, Stock market. Do you <laughs> the real you, estate market <laughs> before before Bellwood? Did you uh, analyze, let's say, comparable homes like you know using Zillow? You know the yellow dots are ones that have sold. The red dots are the ones that are for rent. Mm -hmm. The purple ones are for rent. Or you know you mm -hmm. get it. And so you say, okay, well this one was twelve hundred square feet. That one's this one's two fifty. That one's two fifty. Were you doing those? Yes. In, yes, okay. I was. Okay, great. So price per square foot. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Do you consider schools to be a factor? Do you look at school ratings? Yeah, I do. For for when I'm purchasing a home to live in that I'm personally going to resell, absolutely. 
That's like the most important thing is the school district, yep. especially the high school district. Very, very important. Uh, people have possibly more options for elementary schools, sure. but for high school, it's, 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 I think it's pretty important. Absolutely. So. I agree too. So uh, historically, where there are better schools, the home values are higher. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you take not Not exclusively, though. Like, look at San Francisco, New York. So it depends on which part of the city you're in. Well, okay, that's fair. Absolutely. So <laughs> I was fair. I actually just saw this video online and they said the difference between a public school and a private school or a charter school in in um, I think it was New York. And so somebody was taking a video from high up in I saw in, that video. Uh, yeah, and it was yeah, you all saw all the that. yellow school buses. Yeah, and, all and the then buildings. the pri private private yeah. yes. That's crazy. But literally a block away. So that tells me, you know, hey, I bet you those teachers over there in that building with twice as much salary, you know, are sourced from the best schools with the best, you know, track records and all those types of things, which, you know, I think it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes in a capitalist yeah, country. Yeah, I think teachers in this country are really getting the short end of the stick in a lot of different ways right now. It's really been challenging. Well, let's talk about that. Like, what's going on with with the education system and just, comp you know, you know, rightful well, compensation? Well, like the whole COVID thing, when we went virtual, I'm trained to teach mathematics. Yeah. And elementary school teachers are trained to teach whatever they teach. Sure. And when we all went virtual, there was very little training. Um, and then we just had to do it. Yeah, figure it out. And the, the problem was figuring it out. I'm pretty techie. I figured it out all right, you know. But the students that we were trying to teach had their own set of situations, right? They had their kids at home or their parents. They were ta it was just chaos. And then not just me at a community college, but elementary and middle school, very difficult. And I think that the, the, comp the compensation was not existent. Like everybody was worried about the children, mm -hmm. of course, but you got to take care of the teachers <laughs> because the yeah. teachers are taking care of the kids. Absolutely. You don't have a happy teacher. It's yeah. probably not going to go well for everybody involved. It was just not right, in my opinion. Okay. So anyway, but I, we survived. A lot, a lot of teachers didn't, you know, sucked away from teaching yeah. because of it. But yeah. um, Unfortunately, yeah, a lot did. You know, a lot of friends... Um, that Megan and I have, you know, stepped away for various reasons, yep. and and my hats off to all the teachers out there that really stuck it out and even Absolutely. had to walk away. It was just a tough situation. Absolutely, yeah. just too much. It was just too much, too much without the support mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and literally monetary support. Not just we're going to train you. Like here's a thousand dollars to go buy the standing desk that you might want, or whatever. Yeah, here's how you're, you're going the, to modify your, right, your you home. Know, yep, perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, that just didn't happen, yeah. and uh, no, and teachers. you were the ones left holding the mm -hmm. torch there. Yep. <laughs> so kudos to all of the teachers everywhere. Yeah. that's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos to them. You yeah. know, that's cool. Well, thank you for for what you've done for me and oh, and, you're and yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's kind of talk about kids right now, what you're seeing. Let's say, just speaking of uh, statistics and students that you're teaching right now, 
if they were to, let's say, um, be introduced to a company like Bellwood, mm -hmm. what are they looking for? I mean, today everybody has an app for certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the traditional means of investing in real estate that you know, historically, you know, pulling comps from a realtor and asking for CMAs mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. Now there's an app for it or, or a program that you can download that, that just makes everything so easy. What are you seeing from students right now when it comes to investing? It doesn't need to be real estate, just investing. Are, are they exploring that? What do you say? You know, it's, it's tougher for kids to have a, um, a longer term perspective on saving and investing. I look yeah. at my own son who's 21. Yeah. It's more of like an immediate need that thing uh, mentality. Mm -hmm. But I try to instill in him and my daughters also, you know, you, you just save a little bit. Just don't spend it all. Yeah, but that's kind of an old school way of saying things. You know, hey, put a little bit away. You know, I'm more visual person. And, and by the way, um, Barbara, yeah. I am a millennial. I hit, I'm on the cusp. Oh, there. you are? Yeah, yeah, born in 83. Okay. I wouldn't know a millennial from a Gen Z, from a Gen X, well, I from know. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I believe I'm the, I believe I hit the cusp. Are you a millennial? Are you a millennial? Bro? I didn't make a cut. You didn't make a cut. What's the cut? cut? The cut is ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ninety seven to uh, I believe uh, eighty. Is it or, is it eighty or eighty two or oh, something? Oh, my daughters are millennials. Yeah. So they're really my daughters are actually pretty good savers. Okay, good. They are. Okay, great. So let's talk about them and, okay, and them saving. Fair. Now, are they take are they taking advantage of let's say uh, the investment applications that are out there right now? So uh, Bellwood aside, there's Crowd Street, there's Yield Street, there's Money Street, there's this and that, no. and you know they're basically um, opportunities or platforms for people to. Uh, pool their money together, buy homes more affordably as a group, and in doing so, not spend as much on a single transaction and really diversify their portfolio. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of Verbo, a little bit of Airbnb, a little bit of long-term rental, a little flip action. You know, are they in that at all? Not, not yet, not my older daughter. She's still establishing her career. Both of my daughters are still establishing their career, honestly. But the, the, cool. the younger one- Doctor, right? Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Hands off. Hats off to her, too. Teachers and doctors, come on. Yeah, she's it's a kind of interesting because she's a, a woman in a man's field. Can I say that? Yes. <laughs> it's really tough. Really? She has yes. some tough situations that she has to really um, work through. So, it's is, is the system built to uh, cater to men? Is it, mm -hmm. is it easier for a man in, in the medical field to accomplish? Well, she's a surgeon, so she, she's in her third year residency now. And, um, you know, you have established surgeons that are significantly older and more experienced. And sometimes it's not actually the procedure or what's being said, but it's more like how it's being said and how it's being managed. So as opposed to you know being more collaborative, it's a little more authoritative, authoritarian, whatever that word authoritarian, is. Authoritarian, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but she'll figure it out. She's tough. 
She didn't get to where she was by not being tough. So oh, she'll, well, she'll figure it out. Well, she has. Have all to, confidence in her. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, with yeah. you at the helm with her, I mean, you guys, I'm sure you totally. Yeah. And the, my younger daughter, too. She's, she's at UCLA getting a PhD, and she's a scientist, and it's a similar thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they're tough. That is awesome. Your mom's tough. I know she is. <laughs> I know she is. She's gotta be tough. No, this is amazing. Such <laughs> such huge accomplishments. Speaking it's of great. accomplishments, you know, I'm gonna veer away from from real estate real quick. And you were putting uh, together a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, you've been working on this. It's a life passion. It's yes. Can you talk to me about it? Well, so when I was a child, my uh, grandmother uh, was constantly telling me about this story about how she had survived this event okay i didn't know what the event was but she would tell me how she was almost starving and she was taking care of her brother and just just really um she was always passionate about it and it turned out she survived the armenian genocide wow and um so i was a child as she was telling me this story so years later um I realized I wanted to tell her story to a wide audience and I could I could have written a book but I didn't really want to write a book so I got this idea that I would make a feature film yes yes and so I wrote the script I learned I'm a math teacher but I learned how to write a screenplay okay and I did that thing and it's so (laughs) so you how long did it take you to do something like that how long it took me about three years to really write the script where it was a script. Sure. It's a script is different than any other um, entity. It's, a, it's very succinct. Okay. It's formatted very specifically. Every letter on that they say, if you can write it in, if you can say it in 10 words, you need to rewrite it and say it in five. If you can say it in five, rewrite it and say it in three. So okay. It's very, very succinct. Oh, wow. Okay, so you really you know, condensing mm-hmm. this material in your head. Yeah. And how can I rephrase that yeah. to accomplish the same thing in half the words? Very succinct. So wow. right now we have the script, we have a director, a wonderful director, mm-hmm. and we have um, actors attached. So this is, so we're this looking is happening. For investors. <laughs> You're looking for investors. Yes, we are looking for investors. Hey, you know what? no that's awesome well congratulations i know we've been talking about it and this is just amazing so you have a director yes and so was that a hard process finding a director well you know it takes time it's 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 finding the right one finding the right one you have to you have to package the program the script the script is a recommend rated script you can have pass consider recommend it's a recommend rated script and so it caught his attention he's from um He's Dutch, and so he was uh, made aware of the Armenian genocide. So it's something he's really authentically passionate about. Nice. And um, yeah. that's what you need. You need yeah. somebody who's going to be passionate yep. about it to really. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So we're looking for investors. So that is so amazing. Yeah. So hey, if you're listening and or watching, Barbie Eurasian is putting together a feature film. Uh, about the Ar- Armenian genocide and her grandmother mm-hmm. who told her stories about it as a child yes. and uh, it's been just a huge huge thing in her life and I would love to watch it yeah. and um, so if you're out there and you're listening uh, give Barbara a call we'll put the information on the podcast for you. folks so if they want to participate that. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah no that's really cool 
Well, since we're talking about investing, we're going to sure. go ahead and segue right back to real estate. You've been with Bellwood now for, uh, I guess we're probably getting on three years, maybe? Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. Um, we've had several successful transactions. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And um, it's probably opened your eyes, I would hope, to different forms of real estate investing. How has Bellwood... How has Bellwood changed your real estate investing views? I mean, were you flipping houses before? Were you doing this type of investing before? Tell me, what has Bellwood done for you to make investing cool or uh, worthy of your time and money? Well, you know, I'm an old lady now, not quite. But. Don't say that. <laughs> but I can't. Hammer nails and paint you have a, you have, and a you have a surgeon and a scientist <laughs> as daughters. You're gonna live yeah. forever, okay? <laughs> my, my, yeah, that's true. My yeah. son is gonna take care of my finances at some point. Yes. Um, it's it's just a cool. It's 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 just because you have the resources in order to um, fix up the houses in a very efficient uh, manner. Mm -hmm. um, I can you know analyze what properties I want to invest in. Yes. Not all of them that become available, but some of them that become available. And it, it the system just works. It's very efficient. The homes are uh, improved to the standard of the community. I think mm -hmm. that's something that um, you really focus on. Mm -hmm. The one in Newport Beach is very different than the one in Citrus Heights. But both in the community were made absolutely beautiful compared to the neighborhood. And so... Um, I don't know. For me, the system, it just works. It, it, it makes real estate investing very accessible. Plus, it spreads out my risk. It does. It does all of those things. Oh, Checks well, a lot of boxes. All the things. <laughs> that's great. Well, that, that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of just piece that apart real quick. So, the resources. Real estate investing, there's a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? I reference a, um, a doctor, you know, working with, with patients and, you know, just having to know mm -hmm. all of the, the parts and this does this. And if you cut that, well, that's not good. And, mm -hmm. you know, so obviously they're on completely different scales, but they're very systematic they're very um there's significant consequences if you do it wrong mm -hmm. right now it's not life or death but to a lot of folks investing fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars mm -hmm. is just a huge part of their life and so when it comes to a house there are thousands and thousands of parts that you need to remember mm -hmm. kind of like an ankle maybe mm -hmm. right so what I like to, to do with Bellwood is be that doctor's office for people that want to, real, to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Now you wouldn't want to do surgery on your own ankle if you don't have the, mm -hmm. that big old book that we have over there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You don't have the knowledge, you just wouldn't. Right. Uh, you might have an idea. Mm -hmm. But you just really wouldn't want to do it. You would want a professional to do it who has all the right tools 
has all the right the scalpel and the, and the right people in place to you know you know contain the bleeding and the sew you up afterwards and so you rely on that doctor and that doctor's office to to with your life or your ankle right right well with our finances and investing in real estate you can't just do it yourself unless you study mm -hmm. for a long time and it's not something that you could just kind of watch a, a YouTube video on because it would take so many hours. You'd be there for many, many hours really looking at the small things. And because those really add up. If you make a lot of small mistakes, well, a lot of small mistakes turn into a big mistake. And unfortunately, with real estate, it's a domino effect. So it's similar to if you cut open your ankle right. and you snip this tendon, you know, it's going to create different yeah. issues in your leg. <laughs> so, so with Bellwood, would you say that we're kind of a one-stop shop, like a doctor's office? You come in here, you have a concern, and that is to invest and make mm -hmm. money with your money. Uh, and you know that uh, Dr. Bo over here is, <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to take care of you along with his, his nurses and, uh, and, you know, people that are learning. And, and well, that's, that's kind of how I, when I first started three years ago trying to invest in, I was going to flip my own house. That's what I was going to do. And okay. I, I had a real estate agent and I walked into a home and I was like, this is great. And there were sheets hanging because there were lots of people living in the house and, you know, there was plumbing hanging out over here. And I thought, okay, I can do this. The price is right. You know, sure. I was like, I'll figure this out. And my real estate agent was like, you're absolutely crazy. Like you cannot do this thing. So anyway, I left there and I walked into randomly enough, one of your houses that you had flipped. And I ended up talking to the woman and that's how I got introduced to you. But as far as trying to flip a home myself, I wouldn't know how to inspect a foundation for starters. I wouldn't yeah. know what a good roof was or what. I wouldn't know. Sure. I wouldn't know copper piping. I, I just don't know. Not to mention the whole process where you have to get inspections and then you have to get the right windows. I, it's just insurmountable for me personally. So the way that you package it for investors, you do a lot of the pre-inspections or you do all of them. All of them, yep, absolutely. And then you manage all of the permits and then you hire all of the contractors, mm -hmm. right? And so it takes a lot of the unknown. Either I have to learn all that myself, which I can't, I don't have the desire to or the sure, time the or time, the aptitude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none of it. Yeah, oh, or you I... could definitely, you could crush this. <laughs> The amount of things that you've accomplished, oh my gosh, yes, you totally could. But it just takes the time, right? It, it takes, takes the time. time. Mm -hmm. Right, and I don't necessarily want to have to deal with contractors and, you know, the county permitting office and all. It's a lot. It's a lot. All of the commissions and all of the deals. And not only that, you kind of have like, what do they call that? Economy of cost where you, you're buying in volume. Yep. Right? Yep, we're doing uh, volume, so our right. cost goes down. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's a huge part of it mm -hmm. that keeps the cost down for the um, for the remodels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's perfect because you know what we have a lot of folks out there mm -hmm. that are really interested in investing in real estate. Mm -hmm. They're watching HGTV. Hey, honey, right. I want to do what they're doing. Why can't we do that? Mm -hmm. They're just a regular couple. 
but what they don't show you on those things right. is 99% of the, the other projects. Sure, they'll show you some nightmares. Oh my God, we uh -huh. busted open this wall and there's a leaky pipe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it didn't show you that that leaky pipe has been leaking underneath the foundation as well mm -hmm. for the past four years and it's undermined and we have to, you know, knock out the foundation mm -hmm. and refill. You know, there's so many things. Or the neighbor is a real jerk and has been, that's why they moved in the first place. Or there was a suicide in the home and it, uh, God, that's a whole other thing. We had a neighbor with our house in, in the Bay Area, this elderly man, ended his life in, in my work site. Like, uh, like oh, I'm so ago. sorry. I know. Oh, no. He went to my work site, opened, like, went through the oh, gate. Oh, I'm and so sorry. I know. It was amazing. Like, oh, jeez. But I guess he had a terminal disease and he just was in pain and I just, oh, really tragic so thing. Oh, that's so sad. I know, but not to put a damper on the thing, he's, he's out of pain, so, you know, his oh, family wow. wasn't, like, super, he just didn't want to, la like, like, deteriorate in front of them. Right. You know, there probably would have been a better solution, but, you know, whatever, you know, so, um, that just happened crazy. <laughs> I got a call, and I'm like, Bo, did you hear what happened in the garage? Oh, and I'm like, no, and I heard it, I said, you gotta be... I said the F word, I said, you gotta be fucking joking me. You know, there's no way. And and uh, sure enough, and I talked to the police officers and they said, yeah, unfortunately, you know, this is what happened, you know, there's no investigation. Meanwhile, I had guys like, you know, on the job site, you know, oh, all getting questioned and stuff. We were like, oh my God, my poor guys that were getting questioned, you know, and, and you know, the wife was like, no, here's what happened. And so, yeah, it was pretty, um, pretty amazing that that happened but hey check this out you didn't have to deal with that right no, I didn't. neither did my investors <laughs> they won't have to deal with that now it's something wow, they have to disclose crazy. later on unfortunately right, sure, you know and if that impacts the sale unfortunately I, i'm gonna have to recoup those funds from the estate because it's a two million dollar house oh, yeah. and if i lose 10 percent because of somebody you know ending their life near my property on oh, my wow. property i have to disclose that now so it's really just something that I'm going to have to take on as Bellwood. And who would have thought, Barbara? No one. Nobody. And so it's things like that. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, the, the neighbor is now parking his boat on our front lawn. Mm -hmm. Well, why is he doing that? You know? Mm -hmm. Well, because, we're, you know, he knows that there's nobody living there and the house is being remodeled and so on and so forth. But the city now is tagging us for having a boat in the front yard. You know, so there's so many random things that happen and it's a real nightmare. And it's so much more than that leaky pipe behind the walls. Right. It's so much more than a hole in the ceiling or rats or, you know, cockroaches or anything like that. It, there's there's a different level of real estate investing. And what Bellwood, I mean, we're doing, you know, 50 projects in construction at a time nationwide. You know, and so there's things that just pop up everywhere. Wildlife issues, mm -hmm. you know, bears breaking squatters. in and squat. Yeah, squatters. Did, did you hear yeah. about what? Yeah, the, the one in Sacramento. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe that. So the, we were closing escrow Friday. Excuse me. No, we signed Friday to sell the home. We de-stage everything on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. This gentleman moves in who is this guy we don't know he moves in after we move our stuff out 
the new owners are trying to move in Sunday morning to say, who is this person in our home? Unbelievable. A, a massive showdown between the SWAT team and this guy who's claiming, you don't like me because of who I am and this is my house and I'm in a, you know, everybody knew he was BS and, mm -hmm. and next thing you know, the SWAT team says, hey, this is your, in your hands now. This is a civil matter because if we go into that house, somebody's going to get injured and we don't want the liability. So now this is a civil case. You're going to have to evict him. I said, excuse me. He, we just were out of here at 10 a.m. He, he broke in at 4 p.m. And has been there for less than, you know, 12 hours, a little bit more, 12 hours, whatever. Uh -huh. And and now he's my my issue? He's your tenant? He's my tenant now? Unbelievable. You know, with rights, and that's California, you know, they, they just left. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, come back, get his butt out of my house. Uh -huh. Nope. For about a month, he, so. he stayed in there and harassed the neighbors, and, and thankfully, well, I don't know if I'm thankful for this, he... he ran over the neighbor with a van. The neighbor was fine, but he was getting in tiffs. And so like they were in a tiff and he ran them over. Oh, I and, see. And then, so he got arrested and his dad like was, it was a race to who's getting to the house. His dad was in the scheme too. They were, they did this, <laughs> they did this. They were asking for like $10,000 once they got in there. Up, no, I'm telling you, <laughs> investors didn't have to worry about this. We sold a home for a big profit, but even yeah. those, but, so it was a race to who's going to get into this house first. And so we got in there first with all, I had my guys bring their dump truck and we're in there and he trashed the place. Oh, he trashed no. it. I mean, and you know, there's drug paraphernalia, you know, it was so sad. He also had like a kid's playpen, oh, you know, so play and so he had a child in there. And as a matter of fact, when the SWAT team was there, he had a child there. As oh, well. Which is why they probably wouldn't go in. Well, no, the, the, the wife or ex or whatever came and got the baby, okay. but he stayed. It was a bizarre thing. It was like on the news. It was called, it was on Delma Way. It was uh, Squatter Squabble. The Squatter Squabble. I'm like, this is not, this I is mean, not a squabble. who agreed to a squabble? <laughs> Nobody agrees Did to this. You ask I'm like, all the parties whether yeah. or not this is a squabble. Yeah, I said it takes two to tangle. We're not. This is one guy breaking yeah. in. He's a criminal. He needs to be removed for breaking the law. But no, you know. So long story short, race down there, gutted it, got all the stuff out of there, made them cosmetic repairs. He didn't have enough time in there to do any. Real, real damage. So, so did you make it whole then for the the buyer? Like you cleaned it up? Yeah, cleaned oh, it. Okay. Yeah, cleaned it all up. It, well, meanwhile, that buyer is completely traumatized, and they left. Oh, they left. They said, "Oh my God, I'm not moving to this street." Oh, <laughs> and and you know what's ironic? This was in 2020, and which was a, just a rotten year, and and the home was 2020. And I and somebody said, "Hey, you know, 2020, you sure about this property?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, dude, it's a great potential, this and that, you know." And I did all my numbers, ran the statistics, looked at the sure. statistics, and and uh, everything was panning out. But uh, you know, there's just those things that aren't, you know, you can't quantify, and that is just pure old bad luck. And you know what, Bellwood takes on that bad luck. You know, we've never had an investor lose a dollar. You know, wow, not that's one dollar. We have a hundred percent, you know, success rate. We've had some investors definitely win more than others, mm -hmm. 
but nobody's ever lost a dollar with Bellwood. And, and it's because of your mathematics uh, your teaching, <laughs> Barbara. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, I, you know, statistics are just a massive part of, of the business and our underwriting mm -hmm. and, and what we do. So, uh, well, the, the one thing I, I would say as an investor is I feel like I'm part of a team. That's how I perceive it. Like I bring part of the money for the down yes. payment or the investment. The investment, yeah. But then there are lots of other, you know, there's people doing more analysis and then there's the, you know, the contractors and the real estate agents. It's just a team yep. that I don't think I could play the game myself. That's where I'm at with it. So that's how I really appreciate what you do and how you do it. And you are a part of the team, absolutely. You are a part of the team. We consider everybody here like just not only family, but you know, just an integral part, mm -hmm. you know, a gear in the clock. Yep. Uh, if we're not firing on all cylinders, you can tell that we're just not right. as powerful as, as we are. And you are a huge part of that. I mean, well, you, you. You're, you, you are so <laughs> epic here at Bellwood, you know, because everybody knows Barbara. Everybody knows Barbara. No, I mean, I, you know, because I brag about you a lot. You know, my college professor from math and this and Sierra College and she came and she's invested. She's been great. She analyzes everything. And, you know, so it's just really it's a great testament to um, the system and how it works. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we value uh, not only your friendship, but just well, you, your you. trust and loyalty with Bellwood. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you yeah. much. Yeah, thank no, we're, we're really appreciated. Um, I would like to just kind of wrap this up. Is yeah. there anything that you'd like um, to share with any of our investors that, you know, might be a little apprehensive or, you know, a little worrisome? You know? I, I would say just reach out to you. Okay. You know, you're, you're very clear, very transparent on the process. The process is very transparent. And I don't know, I don't consider myself like a risk taker type of investor. Um, of course, in any type of an investment, there's a risk. Look at the stock market right now, right? Okay, so you see the stock market. We're <laughs> up, up the Dow, Dow's up today. But, but right. okay, so let's talk about that. I'm going to just kind of rewind this back a little bit. Let's talk about the market. How do you feel about the market? What you The know, stock market or the, no, real, the real estate market? market. I, that is too volatile for me, okay? Yeah. The, you know, the stock market, I, you know, God bless all the day traders and everything like that. You know, the, it's a, it's a necessary function and, and uh, platform for folks to right. invest. Uh, but real estate has been number one since day one. Okay. okay. And so I'm going to stick with that, mm -hmm. you know, but so let's talk about real estate market just in the, there's some stuff going on. What, what do you think is going on? Tell me about it. Well, with the uh, interest rates going up, yeah. it's going to knock a certain segment of the population out of being a home buyer. Absolutely. That's how I perceive it. Yeah. But even with that, there are still lots and lots of home buyers. Absolutely. That's my perception of it. So maybe instead of having 20 offers on a property, maybe there'll be one. Yep. But that's okay. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We love competition, right? right. And you know, now it, and now it's dependent on your product. Right. I've had to tell the folks here in, in our construction management department, I said, hey, you know, the market's cooled off. Yep. There's still a lack of inventory, right? You know, we don't have as many homes as we should. 
but people are still buying homes. Yes. Yes. Interest rates are 6%. Okay. Historically, that's a pretty good interest rate. It's still very low. Yeah. Okay. I remember when they were 12, 13, 14. I remember higher than that. Yes. Absolutely right. So really, yeah, I'm sorry. The folks that could only afford to buy a home at 2% interest rate, you know, that was just a very, that was a sliver in our real estate, you know, universe. Mm -hmm. That that was not very common. Those That's not probably going to happen again. I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, you know, they probably shouldn't have been able to buy a home anyways, because if that's barely your, you know, your threshold of being able to afford a, uh, your entry level home mm -hmm. might be time to just hey, save up a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, because of the uncertainties. So I agree with you 100%, you know, we're not going to have as many people, not as many offers, not the frenzy, the pandemic craze mm -hmm. where people were just yeah. saying, Hey, I don't care what it looks like. Uh, as long as my family's safe from COVID, I will pay you $100,000 over asking price and I don't need to walk the property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those days are over, right? <laughs> That's, that wasn't healthy anyway. It absolutely wasn't. Right That's now we're in a pretty a healthy good. market, I think, you know, for real estate. I agree. Yeah. I uh, agree. It's just more realistic. It is. It is more realistic. Yes. And if it, it, interest rates continue to go up, mm -hmm. uh, what we can count on is the, the, the rental markets, you know, uh, pricing to increase as well and as our you know it's, it's just the way it goes you know if inflation interest rates and if you can't afford to buy a home you gotta rent one mm -hmm. and if there is a lack of inventory supply and demand tells us that the landlords are going to hike the rates as long as there are uh, as long as there aren't any regulations in place now there is in many areas but you know, still, you know, a 20% hike annually is, you know, pretty difficult for some folks. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's where we're headed if they can continue to hike up that interest rate. You're going to send more people from the buyer's market to the renter's market, and there's already a lack of inventory for renters. You know, you know what's bizarre is there's so many regulations on new construction for building, you know, apartments and whatnot. Mm -hmm. There's just so, there's so much regulation on anything new construction, but yet there's a strong push to make it affordable housing. Mm -hmm. So it's, Hey, we're going to charge you a whole bunch to do your construction, to get it going. And then we don't want you to sell it in, in very high profitable areas. We want you to sell it in your, you know, your your struggling areas, mm -hmm. you know, to, to help with the, the housing issues. So it's, you know, kind of a weird area right now for developers. Do you, you know, find that nationwide or just California? Because I know you're nationwide in your purchases now. Yeah, so I, I see this in the states that we're active in. Okay. You know, because we generally, you know, we work like rings around a tree will start in a the densest population which is your downtown areas okay. right and then historically you know people get pushed out from that area and so we're at about a 1950 to 1970 ring that's interesting right mm -hmm. i get that and so that that is our target and so Wherever we're at in our states, in these cities, okay. we've noticed these type of regulatory, mm -hmm. you know, conditions. And which makes Bellwood that much more attractive because 
you know, we don't, we're not restricted to, you know, have these new construction ordinances in mm -hmm. place. Uh, we are, you know, taking what's there, mm -hmm. which was often built with better materials and stronger materials back then. You know, everything's particle mm -hmm. board and plastic these days. Mm -hmm. um, and then taking that really solid structure and, and, you know, bringing it back to a livable and a very attractive mm -hmm. state. So, you know, I'm kind of getting off on a, on a different thing right now, but the market, like you said, is going to maintain. Yep. Uh, there's a lack of inventory. Interest rates are still pretty reasonable, mm -hmm. uh, which tells me real estate investing is still alive and well. Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Yep. Well, you know, I um, was hoping that you had a different view on the market so we could debate it, but we're <laughs> we're absolutely uh, eye to eye on that one. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. <laughs> well, hey, you know, it's just been a true joy having you in the office and, and a part of the Big Moves podcast, and um, we'd love to have you back. Yeah. And Thank maybe you. Uh, talk about uh, the movie coming yeah, up. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Again, guys, if you're uh, listening to this, watching this reach out to Barbara um, and uh, be a part of this wonderful uh, film she's making. All right, and again, thank you thank so you. much. All right, thank talk you. to you soon. <laughs> Bye.